Is this thing on? It's on. Oh my god, I'm back. We're back. Hello, everybody. It's me. I'm back on air on a real microphone instead of calling in over the phone like I've been doing for months now, literally months. From quarantine. It's been since Since March? March. Yeah. It's June now. And you just got back from vacation. I did. It was incredible. I went on, for those that don't know, I was on a little coronation. There's this park in Northern California. I can't remember the name of it, but there's this beautiful lake called Shasta Lake. And we get these like really cheap little houseboats, my family and I, and we're completely social distance from everybody. You don't even see anyone except I want to do that. It's incredible. It's the most beautiful place in the world, to me anyway. And like the sunsets and the, the night sky is unmatched. It's absolutely gorgeous. And so I went there. I got tan. And by tan, I mean I barely... Yeah, you don't at all. You don't no, at all. I've got Irish blood in me, so there's not much color there that's going to oh, happen Oh, and if all. you haven't guessed it, you're listening to The Rumor Mill. It's yes, Spencer. and Lexi. And we are back. We are back. It's pretty incredible. 2.0. 2.0. 2.0. Quarantine, after quarantine, 2.0. Yes. Let's start with the song of the week this oh, week. Song, TRM song of the week, which TRM is your song pick. Of the week. It is my pick. And because of all the recent events that have happening, the song of the week that we're doing this week is Black Man by Stevie Wonder. And I wanted to just read just the chorus of it, just because I think it's really, really powerful. Um, It says, We pledge allegiance all our lives to the magic colors, red, blue, and white, but we all must be given the liberty that we defend, for with justice, not for all men, history will repeat again. It's time we learned this world was made for all men. And I wanted to just do a little quick segment on kind of what's happening in the world. Obviously, here at the Rumor Mill, we stand with, you know, all people of color, we stand with them, and... What's happening in this country right now is not okay, and it's time for us to, you know, open our eyes. We're both white people ourselves, and mm-hmm. I know for for me and for Spencer, we've both been taking time to educate ourselves about what white privilege truly means for us and how we, you know, benefit from the color of our skin and what we can do to um, help create not just a world of equality, but a world of equity, where instead of just saying, you know, oh, well, you're not in slavery anymore, you're fine. Like, we want to yeah. do what we can to help catch up places where people of color have been set back for centuries before. And I think that's what the great thing is about the protests and what's really sad about the people that are taking it over to loot and 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 it's it's becoming like, well, you know, if this group loots a target, well those are the protesters looting. So we need to cancel all the protests because they're rioters. And it's really these people that are coming up behind the protesters causing the trouble when the people protesting are being peaceful. Exactly. So it's sad that there's, you know, these kind of anarchist type groups coming up behind the protesters, rioting and doing all these bad things and then kind of stepping back and letting the protesters take the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's hard because on both sides, like Martin Luther King said, you know, a riot is the voice of the unheard. And, and it's hard because it's like, you know, I understand why some people are genuinely rioting for their cause and, and why some people wanted to stay peaceful. And it's, it's, it's hard to know what the right thing is and where to stand on it, but we want everyone to know that we do stand with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. We stand with all of those people and we want you to know that we're on your side and we're doing everything that we can that we know how to do to support you. Yes, ma'am. Wait, is somebody at my door? Oh, oh my God. Oh my it's God, it's Abby. Abby. It's Abby. It's Abby! Hello! How are you? We're recording. I'm good. How are you guys? Welcome we're to good. our setup. Good. 
guys recording? This is the first time we've ever all been on air at the same time. I know. This all is crazy. Such a surprise. Oh, you're oh. here to pick up your cap and gown. It's right there. Okay. I, I, we were, I, I like drove off with it in my car. Yeah, I just, Spencer I drove off. I didn't mean to. <laughs> Thief. I, I just drove off. Like, I, I forgot it was my car because we were at the school. We were all taking like senior photos, whatever. And, and I literally, I was like, oh my God, I have to go. Lexi's coming over. I have to record with her. And, and I like drove off with all of her stuff. I love that. It was crazy. I love that. It was crazy. All right. Well, guys. thanks for stopping by. Yeah. This is a fun little cameo. I know. We love a cameo. Yeah. We have to do an episode, all three of us together soon. So we we're going to, we're planning that. It will happen. It's coming. It's in the works. Sometime. <laughs> Yes. Bye, All right. Bye. bye. Love you. Love you. My God. Bye. Iconic. Iconic. That was cute. Well, anyway, it's that was for, so nice. It's time for hot topics. Time for hot topics. Thanks for the visit, Abby. But we've got work to do. <laughs> um, so we have to start off with Kylie. This whole oh, yeah. Forbes scandal. It's such a weird, like a weird, off the cuff, random, out of the blue story. It is. So have you? Uh, let me explain. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Forbes came out with an article, I think, what, end of last week or so? Yeah. Or beginning of this week or on the weekend, something. And basically retracted Kylie's billionaire status because she was given the title or she was given the cover of Forbes back. Like youngest billionaire yeah, ever, something like that. Youngest self-made billionaire ever. She was on the cover. It was a huge deal. And now they are taking, taking it, back, it back. Yeah. Which is like... It's you know, rare. I think, yeah, which that pretty much never happens anyway. And then especially because she's such a, a huge, public yeah. figure, it's especially like It's a little interesting. Prevalent. There must, yeah. So let me pull up some stats here. Okay, so I've pulled up the Forbes article. And basically, they're accusing her of lying about Kylie Cosmetics' net worth and forging tax returns. Which is with, very interesting. With the help of none other than Kris Jenner. I mean, I mean, you've okay. You've seen Keeping Up with the Kardashians more than I have because I've seen like maybe a couple episodes. The devil of it. works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder for me. <laughs> she really does. Um, do you think that's something that she would do? No, not at all. I that come on. Like Kris Jenner is like the Martha Stewart of reality TV. Like it's just I don't see her spending the time to forge. Like she, I, I really don't think Kris needs to rip anyone off. Like Kylie is Kylie, take her or leave her. Like, mm -hmm. you're welcome, Forbes, that you got her on your cover because I had no idea who Forbes was before Kylie. Like, you sorry. You didn't know who Forbes was? Well, like, I kind of knew who they were, but I didn't know they did this, like, Celebrity 100. Like, I mm. I mean, I just think that her public image is maybe more valuable than giving her the title of self-made billionaire. I don't and what know. Is, I, the thing, too, is what does she have to gain by getting that title, you know? Yes. I mean, I guess she gets a little a bit status. of clout, but, but like... A status. She didn't, shouldn't make money off of it. No, she didn't change the world. No. Um, well, she probably made money off the cover. They probably paid her well, to do it. Yeah, but it's not like... It's not like She's going to, you know, like you benefit, said, she's not going to... Yeah. It's not going to, like, really change her life in the long run. No. For her to it, I don't think. So, as for the revenue that Kylie allegedly lied about, Let's start off in 2016. So Kylie first reported Kylie Cosmetics revenue, claiming that in one year, I think like a year and a half, they did $400 million in sales in 18 months. Um, which which is incredible. Well, Forbes called it implausible. So they, they basically said, okay, show us the proof, Chris. And they went to Chris's house and 
Chris was like, you know, here are some tax returns. And on those tax returns was 300 or no, it was 307 million in revenue. It wasn't 400, but it was 307. Which million is still reputable. Yeah. It's, it was still enough to get her on the Celebrity 100, just only at number 59. Oh, only at number 59. Only at number 59. Only 59. Yeah. So in 2017, they presented their numbers again, citing a increase in revenue. This year, it was $330 million in sales. Mm-hmm. And that paired with the 2016 tax returns from Chris, they were like, you know what? We can bounce you up to number 27 on the Hot 100, and we'll give you the cover, and we will call you the youngest self-made billionaire ever. Because in that time, in 2019, two years later, um, Kylie did this landmark deal with a beauty industry company. I don't remember what their name is. Um, but she sold 51% of Kylie Cosmetics for $1.2 billion. Which is... Insane. Yeah. So that would make her the youngest self-made billionaire ever. Yeah. Ma- paired with her revenue, take home, all of that. For sure. So basically, that deal unlocked some financial documents. Mm-hmm. And the company is actually named Cody. Um, they've been around for like a hundred years. Um, Wait, is this the one that she signed with or this is this her is the new com- company? No, no, this is the, Cody is the company that bought 51% of Kylie Cosmetics in 2019. Oh, okay. You just said you didn't remember. What I, I, so forgot, I Yeah, like... then I remembered. Okay. <laughs> um, so basically financial documents were released in the transaction. They actually showed that Kylie Cosmetics revenue ahead of the billion dollar deal for 2019 mm-hmm. was only $177 million, according to Cody, which is far lower than the previous years. Well, so, is that how much that Cody's making off of it? Is that their 50%? No, that's Kylie Cosmetics' revenue from 2019, $177 oh. million. So people are like, okay, well, did they have this huge downturn in revenue mm-hmm. from like $330 million, and now all of a sudden it dropped? Well, Forbes contacted some industry experts, and they said there's no way a brand as popular and trendy as Kylie Cosmetics would have that significant of a drop within a year. Like, I don't know. That's, I, I'm going off what the experts said. I mean, I, I mean, okay, I'm not an expert, so I really can't disagree with them, but I'm going to just because in this, okay, I'm just going to offer this perspective and then see what you think about it. Okay. Think about how many new makeup brands come out every single year. True. Is Kylie a huge figurehead, especially in the makeup community? Absolutely. But think about like Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, James Charles. All of those people are releasing their makeup brands at the same time. And so people only have so much money. However, the statistics that Chris also gave them or that they got a hold of Forbes of like their sales projections, Mm -hmm. there was no way that it could have dropped based on, I guess, the sales that were going on at the time. I don't know if it's possible that I'm just going off of what Forbes said. Fair enough. That's what they said in their article, um, which basically this number of 177 million was, quote, problematic mm-hmm. because Cody also said that sales were up 40% from 2018. And so if they're up 40%, but they're not even making $200 million. Yeah. So basically, that would have me- that would have meant that Kylie Cosmetics did about $125 million in revenue in 2018, which is way lower than... Significantly. It's, it's than half. The more numbers than half what they presented. In the $300 millions. Yeah. yeah. So on top of that, there was also information on Kylie's skincare line. So 
basically it launched in spring of 2019. They reportedly did $100 million in sales in the first month and a half. Turns out the Cody filings showed that the skincare line was actually only, quote, on track to finish the year with $25 million, not even close to $100 million. Yeah. So all of these financial documents came out and Forbes was like, um, like, who do we believe? Do we believe yeah. Chris Jenner's tax returns or do we believe Cody's financial statements? So it, it's a reasonable question. For sure. Absolutely. Um, Forbes made a statement actually saying the business was never that big to begin with. And the Jenners have lied about it every year since 2016, including having their accountant draft tax returns with false numbers to help juice Forbes' estimates of Kylie's earnings and net worth. Is that even legal to do? While we can't prove that those documents were fake, although it's likely, it's clear that Kylie's camp has been lying. Interesting. So I don't know if it's illegal for an accountant to tax. Well, obviously. I mean, if you're turning it into the federal government, then that's 100% But if you're illegal. showing it to. A, a publicist, a, like, you know, I mean, it's, is it morally right? No. no but is unethical. it illegal? No, it's not illegal. I don't know if it's I illegal. I think it's unethical, but I don't, I just don't see Chris Jenner doing that. Um, but you know what? You never know. Behind closed doors, you never know. Yeah. Um, so they basically, their article was titled Inside Kylie Jenner's Web of Lies and Why She's No Longer a Billionaire. Interesting. So they retracted her status. Um, and she actually responded, I think, the next day on Twitter saying, you know, there's so much more going on in the world right now. This is so random. Like, what am I waking up to? You know, it was just basically she denied it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, as you would. Um, yeah. I don't really know what the real truth is because is Kylie capable of making 400 million in a year with Kylie cosmetics? Um, hundred percent. Did she really do that? You know, and looking at it when they first reported in 2016, it was 400 million in revenue and the tax returns showed 306 million. Well, right there, there's an instant discrepancy that you're already making over 300 million. Mm -hmm. Why do you need to like, push it up even further. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's a fishy kind of situation that, you know, Forbes said that they had sent questions over. They are trying to contact the Kardashians reps. And in an unlikely move, they stopped answering our questions, basically they said. Interesting. Um I, I don't know what to believe. I don't know either. I think it's interesting because I it's mean it's kinda icky. It's it just is, like it is what what's really happening. Yeah. And I feel like I don't know if there is I don't I would be curious to know if there are any legal repercussions for is forging it like, like for forging government documents cuz that's what they're doing they're forging government documents but they're not allegedly. forging them for the government. Well, they of course they said obviously we didn't forge these like you know that's not true these were the real tax returns. But how do you prove that they are the real ones? You can't. You can't. And so I think yeah. really Forbes is going off of the financial filings that they got from the Cody deal, which are yeah. probably legit because if you're going to, if a company is going to buy 51% of your company, you're going to give them the real stuff. For sure. Because then if you were lying, you'd really be implicated. Oh, 100%. Um, and apparently, uh, Cody, which I think that they own Kylie Cosmetics, they own like Balenciaga, they own oh, a wow. bunch of stuff. They're like really big, really like an, an old brand. Um, their stocks plummeted like plummeted after the whole forbes tobacco well yeah because if she's not making as much money as they're saying saying that she is then why would you keep your money invested in it i think it's crazy 
That is crazy. Like, imagine being so rich and famous that you're being blasted for lying about $100 million on a tax return sheet. I mean, yeah. I mean, I... I I wish that I could lie we, about having a, an extra hundred million lying around. We are on our way. We are we're, <laughs> we're trying. I don't even. I li- my bank account right now says zero zero. I got a notification the other day from my bank. It was like your bank account has zero dollars and zero what? cents. Well, I'm not working. Oh, Although I actually did just get a job. You I did, did just get Where? a job. I'm gonna work for O'Reilly's Auto Parts, so I'm very excited about it. I'm oh. super stoked. I actually really wanted oh. to work there, though. I really did. I'm really I excited. Kind of stand you, like thank you. Would, you. Like, like scrubs, I really like... like with oil all over you. Like let me fix your oil. Like, <laughs> well, I really like cars, and I want to get okay. I want to get like an old van, like either an old Volkswagen or like an okay. old like Ford or um old uh Toyota van. Okay. And I want to turn it into a home on wheels. And I could not do that. I am so claustrophobic. I would love it. And you can actually, you can put like showers and bathrooms and like kitchens in, in it and stuff. In a van? Yeah, it's Where super Where are you going to go to the bathroom? You put a toilet in the van and then you just But have... there's no like flushing system. Well, it's just like being on a houseboat. You just I... have to go and pump it. It's just like oh, your sewage God. system in your house. Like I'm it fills gonna... up and then every so often you have to go and empty it. I'm going to so... stay home. Okay. I'm well, gonna, for I'm me, I'm very excited about it. So, and because I work with them, then I get um, discounts like, discount on parts and parts stuff. And, and so then <gasps> I can like learn more about cars and get discounts on parts and stuff and kind of learn basic things. So I'm really excited about it. I've been, I've watched so many YouTube videos about, about cars already to learn, but now like getting to work there, it'll be even better. So I'm very oh excited gosh. about it. I'll have to like come and like have you change my oil, but like yes. maybe like don't charge me. Like, like. <laughs> Like 50% off? Like, yeah, we'll, we'll talk we could, about it. We we'll could see. work something out under the table. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Love that for you, but we have to talk about Lady Gaga. For um, sure, of course. So Chromatica came out a week ago today, which I'm a little shook because it's been a week. It um, has. I haven't let you listen to the album yet. I know. I, I'm very, I'm, I'm very, I'm a little angry about it. I, I've been like telling you not to because Abby and I did a reaction episode on the podcast, which anyone listening, you want to check that out, you can. Um, and we went through all the tracks, did a track by track review. It was really fun. I am making you hold off on listening because when I get the ring light I ordered, we can do it like for YouTube. Like that way. Which is very exciting. We are launching our YouTube yes. officially. We are going to do videos. We're not just going to do, we'll, we might do like recordings of our, our actual podcast. We might yeah. do, you know, reaction videos. We Mark might do bangs, some other fun things. It's going to be really fun. Personal tea. Exactly. So stay tuned for that. We'll let you know when we release that. It's going to be a blast. And definitely that reaction video is going to be like one of the first. Because like I, I, you're like chomping at the bit to listen. Yes. And I'm like chomping at the bit for you to listen. Um, I'm excited. So basically, there's a little bit of controversy with Chromatica. One of the tracks in particular, which you did hear, Sour mm-hmm. Candy featuring Blackpink. Yes. Um, which also, I I mean, I don't listen to K-pop as much now as I used to back in my years. Like, my K-pop knowledge goes up to, like, 2016 and yeah. then stops. So I'm about four years outdated with that. But... Black. I was there when Blackpink like made their debut, and I thought they were great. And I thought it was really cool that they're like all yeah. the K-pop artists are like kind of moving into yeah more, like mainstream yeah mainstream like European American music. I think that's super yeah. cool. It, you know what? Sour Candy was a really cool song. I wish that there was more of Gaga. I, I didn't like that the feature sang the chorus. Like I don't know. I just think that it could have been better if it was more her. We have to and, think like, there's four members of Blackpink. That's true. Versus there's one Gaga. I just we have to that, divide it. That five ways. All of her parts were like the best. Gaga's parts? Yeah. I don't know. <gasps> I kind of liked Blackpink's parts better. You know what? I'm not going to lie. Stop it right now. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Okay. Well, anyway. So Sour Candy 
a little bit of controversy. Um, Sour Candy samples a song by, I can't remember what the song is called. No, it samples, so basically people are calling it out on Twitter, basically Katy Perry fans are saying, oh, Sour Candy rips off Katy Perry's song Swish Swish from 2017. And I didn't even like that song. I do. That's like a song that I actually like. I did not like it at all. Um, But anyway, Katy Perry fans are coming for Gaga like, oh, you're ripping KP off. You're like, this is her song, like blah, blah, blah. Turns out both of them sample a song. It's called like What They Say or something. I don't remember who who sings it, but it's it's a song that... Katy Perry sampled for Swish Swish, and it's also a song that Gaga sampled. So there's elements of it that are similar. Did you think it was like, oh, like Gaga's like ripping her off? No, I mean, I listened to both of them side by side, and it's like there's similarities, but like that's just music, you know? And that's the thing is it's like... It's pop music. We talked about Maroon 5, that their most recent song literally is the same exact notes as a classical song you know and i feel like music gets sampled all the time and of course if it's a rework it's a yeah yeah, and if it's a direct copy and there was no effort made to change it then it's like i mean really come on have some creativity but it's like it wasn't i don't think it was i think they took i think gaga put her own spin on it well so i think that Katy perry fans no offense because i kind of like Katy perry I, i i like her old stuff she's fun um i think that maybe they're a little pressed that Katy Perry's lead single for her new album, Daisies, debuted at number 42 or 40 something or down there on the bottom of the Hot 100. And Gaga has had two top five songs. Sorry. Um, I Maybe it's a little a little rivalry. Um, well, there's definitely a, lo- a rivalry there. And, I, and stands get so aggressive oh, about everything. Oh. And that's where it's like, like six, nine of like, if my song's number one, it's not because it's my song. Yeah. It's because billboards cheating me that's yeah. how stands are where it's like if if our favorite person's song isn't at number is it, one yeah. it's not the song it's not you know it's your it's everybody else's fault yeah. you know it's like it's, so it's, it's, get over it I these don't know. stands they need to cool down like seriously sorry not just katie perry stands but, but across ever, the board yeah but like we love stands we are stands we are stands of like gaga and we're, not, and we're not like crazy stands i th- at least I'm i like a, to think that i'm not a psych- I'm a i used bit, to be a psycho k-pop stan i will admit that i'm maybe a little bit on another level of stan like when it comes to like housewives like that's where For i sure. stand mm-hmm. um but i think that i'm a major star wars stan yeah we we just have our different things exactly which is fine i just think that gaga's way more relevant than katie perry at this point in and, time, yeah. And I Cause think... Because Katy Perry's been out of the, the industry for a while. Yeah. She kind of took a break, which is perfectly fine. That's fine. But you She's can't pregnant. expect She's... her to come back in at number one. Yeah. Well, when... I don't think with that song. I, I think that... No. I think that when you're releasing... Like, why wasn't that song where she announced her pregnancy the lead single? Because that was like, she announced her pregnancy. It got a bunch of views. Like, there was minimal talk about... Katy Perry's The Daisy Song, which, and it wasn't that, it wasn't that great. I haven't listened um, to it, so I don't know, but. I just think that the stands need to cool down and let Gaga do her thing. Well, I'm going to be a bit of a hypocrite here and stand have out. a standout yeah. session myself. ABBA is coming back after 37 years to make new music sometime this year, they said. Okay. Um, Bjorn Alvaeus revealed to CNBC that two new singles will be released, and I'm very excited about it. I love ABBA. I love classic music. Yeah. Um, they're not like necessarily my favorite like classic band, but I really do like them. Their song "Honey, Honey" is one of the cutest songs, cutest love songs. Oh, I know that ever. song. Ever. They're it's just adorable. like adorable. They're iconic. Like they're an iconic 
Well, Deal's song group. Dancing Queen. Well, yeah, that's, that's them. That's ABBA. Um, that's Fernando, like all yeah. of those songs, like iconic. Iconic. So I love ABBA. I've listened to quite a few of their albums and I adore them. So I'm very excited about it. Um, so I'll be here for it. Like I won't be like chomping at the bit. Like I feel like I've said that a lot this episode. Chomping at the bit. That's like the third time I've said it. It is. You know what? Why not? <laughs> um, I'm not going to be like... On the edge of your seat. Like I'm not going to be like waiting day and night for it to come out. Like that'll be you. I'm waiting expectantly for yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you handle that. Um, but moving away from the world of music into the world of TV, there's a little bit of a, a stir, let's say. Uh, so Leah Michelle, who is said to be one of the secretly like meanest people in Hollywood, um, she is having some trouble with a former co-star of Glee. Um, she tweeted did you ever out, watch Glee? No. I that, didn't either. I know Ryan Murphy did it, and he does AHS. But mm-hmm. I, know, I, I never got into it. Yeah, um, me neither. But Leah Michelle tweeted out like a, a supportive tweet like to Black Lives Matter, like I'm here for you, like I stand with you. Um, and one of her former co-stars, um, her name is Samantha Marie Ware, and she she's a black woman and didn't take too kindly to Leah's support for the Black Lives Matter matter movement not at all uh her tweet says lmao remember when you made my first television gig a living hell with a bunch of exclamation marks and question marks because i'll never forget i believe you told everyone that if you had the opportunity you would quote shit in my wig end quote amongst other traumatic microaggressions that made me question a career in hollywood dot 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 that makes me want to burst out laughing it's a really funny statement but that's a horrible thing to say to somebody and so Leah basically sent out this big apology on Instagram, like, you know, I'm I'm almost about ready to give birth. I need to learn and grow as a human. You know, I'm sorry that some of my actions were perceived wrong. By you my- can't. So how she, do you perceive yeah. so shit she, in my wig? How do you perceive that as so wrong? She didn't that really just take is wrong. any accountability. She was just like, I'm sorry if I offended anyone. Any apology with an if in it is yeah. a manipulative fake apology. I, Never accept I that. I apologize if my actions or words were interpreted. Like, come There's on. no accountability there. She, she didn't say her co-star's name. She didn't mention it at all. She just kind of, it was, it's fake. Come on. Yeah. Um, so basically as a result of this, um, hello fresh, which is Leah Michelle is like partner. She's like a partner with them. They're like some brand. I don't really know what they do. Um, but they dropped her. Like they said, this might've been, you know, like a racial inequality, like moment. Like she's trying to put down like a black co-star, like, in this moment and she's trying to support black lives matter it's controversial and she's being hypocritical her apology wasn't genuine so yeah we you have... can't say oh i stand with you and yeah. then when someone calls you out for saying things that were you know give a fake apology yeah you can't yeah you can't be standing with people and then not taking accountability for where you screwed up in that yeah. specific area so hello fresh sent out a tweet saying they quote terminated their partnership with leah um do you think it was fair for her to be booted from this kind of business deal because of a Twitter I thing? would say yes. I think that if she had genuinely apologized and been like, you know what? I was a different person at that time, but I've spent, you know, the last few years growing, growing, yeah, and, growing. and educating myself. And I see now that that was horrible and wrong. And I, I'm so sorry for doing that. And I would love to speak with you privately so we can discuss it and kind of clear the air. I think that would be awesome. If she had said that, it I think it would have been fine because everybody's entitled to a past. Yeah. But you're not... You can't. She's like claim that over you're. It. Yeah, she's glossing over it, and she's claiming that she's an ally, and then she's she's being not petty pun, and yeah. passive aggressive and rude. So I think, I think mm, it's just 
It, but one thing I will say is that, is this true? Like, does, is Samantha telling the truth? Like, did she just say that? Is there any proof? Like, I think that in order for her to be dropped by her business partner, there should have been an element of proof. Like, somebody said something, Leah half apologized for it. But you Leah know. didn't deny it. That's the thing. That's is if true. Leah had denied that it and said, true. girl, you know that's not true. Like, why would you say yep. that? Then it would have been like, okay, maybe they shouldn't have dropped her. But not only did she not deny it, she released a half apology, which kind of addressed uh, yeah. it, but kind of didn't really take accountability for anything. So I think her, her company was fair in dropping her. Okay. I, I think that's valid. Thank you. Do you still, okay. Do you still follow anything with Tiger King? You know that I do. Like okay. I, oh yeah. Okay. So there was like Carol Baskin drama. Oh week. yeah. There's so much Carol Baskin drama this week. So firstly, she's been awarded the zoo that Joe Exotic once owned. Which I am disgusted by that. that I is, think it's really ironic and I'm sure that that's Joe horrible. is just dying in prison that's, right now with like, that knowledge. Why does she get his zoo? Like he's already in prison. What? What is her right to his land? Well, so there was a lawsuit. So Baskin's Big Cat Rescue Corporation filed a lawsuit against the Greater Winwood Development Company, LLC, which is the company that Joe owned. And then later, um, Lowe took... Uh, Rob Lowe? Jeff, Jeff, uh, Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe took, it, took over. Um, and on Monday, the judge ruled in favor of Carol Baskin, her company. And so... They're getting control of about 16 acres of land, which is what he owned. But here's the weird thing. So they have to, the Greater Wynwood Company, GWDC, must, quote, vacate the zoo land premises within 120 days of the service of this order. Vacation of premises shall also include removal of all zoo animals from the zoo land. So where quote. are they supposed to take them? Exactly. I don't know where they're going. That's the thing. So I don't know if they're going to be sent over to carol's you know big cat rescue where are they where are they oh gonna go God. are they just gonna have to put them down like where are all these cats gonna go um i just think it's like really like he's already in jail like another stab to his heart like jeff Lowe already took it over and now it's in carol's but hands carol's kind of vindictive so i'm well, not really true. surprised she has the deep pockets and she's she ready to call um, her lawyer she's a karen yeah. oh, oh she's 100% carol a, is karen. a karen she is and Do you follow you know what there's a page i follow on instagram you need to follow it right now it's called karen's going wild basically they just post a bunch of public freakouts i love that yeah that's anyway, so great back to carol so apparently an attorney for jeff lowe said that it wasn't unexpected that it would go that way um quote we anticipated carol baskin getting the title to the former park that once belonged to joe exotic and we did not challenge her attempts to do so end quote um, he said that, that's Walter Mosley's his name, he said that on Monday. And then he said, all of Jeff's focus is on opening the new Tiger King Park in Thackerville, Oklahoma, oh. which should be opening in the next 120 days, end quote. So, and these are with Joe's animals? I don't know. They could, maybe they're going to get moved there. It doesn't, I, I don't know. Mm. I haven't seen anything about where I the just, animals are going to go yet. I don't know. I, I don't know if he should be in prison. He was murder for hire. But... Where's the proof? They had the proof. They have witnesses. All, they, all, they, all the there guys said... There was money said, transferred. There's no, phone calls that have been recorded about it. No, it was a text it. message that yeah, said, proof. did you get or, or or I got your something. But there was no check. No one ever saw the cash. There was no proof that money was ever exchanged. It was just in writing. But it was never like well, proven. Even beyond that, there was still the animal cruelty charges where he's killing tigers for no reason. Shooting tigers. But, like, is there proof of that? Yes. There is, actually? Yes. 
okay, it's... There should be more people in prison, in my opinion, from that group. Oh, I think Jeff more Lowe them. needs to be in prison. Oh, 100%. Um, I think Carol needs to be in prison because... Oh, yeah. Did you see on TMZ, they said that the sheriff, a Florida sheriff that kind of runs the Don Lewis case, because it's still an open case, even mm-hmm. though it's kind of a cold case, um, he said that he spoke to two separate experts that told a Florida court Don Lewis's will was, quote, 100% forged. Absolutely. There's no way it wasn't. Because of the weird kind of uncommon, bizarre clause in it, if you remember, that says, in case of Don's disappearance, Carol inherits everything. Oh, yeah. Well, because even in the show, they said like... And no estate planner would ever put that in a contract. Exactly. Like they said that in the the documentary, they were like, people expect to die. Nobody expects to disappear. Exactly. You know? So it just doesn't... There's... There's... It's just we, look. We the all, public. We all, we all know we, that. Yeah. We all know that she did it. We all know that. You know, it, ha- it probably it happened. happened. We all know that she faked it. Allegedly. So they can't really like blame her because so much time has passed, and like, where's the evidence that she forged it? I don't it? think there. What's the term for it? It's um, it's like the amount of time that you can be. A, oh, like oh. charged for the yeah it's like the um statute of limitations yeah 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 there, i don't think there's no statute of limitations on murder oh, though no not at all but i so, think that he's basically the the sheriff said that because so much time had passed where's the proof that she forged it but, like they can't say oh well you did it because you're the one that everyone thinks killed him like yeah you know so right now they can't really act on it but they know it was forged they're gonna figure it out the fbi is sneaky oh, yeah. that way where it's like if they like that's what they did with al capone it's like oh, they yeah. couldn't pin him for all the murders so they pinned him for tax evasion exactly like they're gonna get her they'll get, they'll get her they'll somehow. get her somehow 100 percent. well i do believe it is time for my favorite part of the show the reality you check. say that every single time <laughs> I, I just want to let everyone know it is my moment um we have to start off with the real housewives of beverly hills recapping that new episode this week um what was that? It was incredible. I've got my notes pulled up here. I take notes take for notes. every episode. So yeah, I have the worst memory. I've got memory. it all up here. I have a terrible memory. And so I have to take notes or else I'm going to be like, wait, what happened? I don't even know. Well, we have to start off first with the beginning of the episode, which was, I think it was Garcelle's event at the LA mission where she received that award. Yeah. All the women came out. It was really emotional when she gave, when she talked about her older son and Oh yeah, that, that was. I I liked her in that moment. That was yeah. that was very vulnerable. For sure. Um, I think, but then when she was giving her award speech, she had to shade Kyle. She of just course. had to do it. Yeah. Um, and I loved Teddy was in the back. She's like, she just made eye contact with you. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. I I think it was a nice event. I I think it was nice that all the women came out. Um, Denise kind of ran. We yeah. all know it. She ran. She didn't want to talk about it. No. Um, this is like three weeks now we're going on the whole kids table overhearing things. Yeah. Um, Which, what is your stance on that, by the way? You know what? I I agree with both. I think that the women should have quieted down about their topic of discussion when Denise was like, you know what? The kids are right there. Let's quiet down. They should have been like, you know what? Okay. Change the topic. However, I think that Denise shouldn't have, I mean, Denise went around to Sutton, Teddy, like she went around to all these different people talking about it. And so by the time she sat down with all of them, they were like, why are we still talking about this? We've already talked with like, I think that she Mm should have on the trip to Santa Barbara at that dinner, that should have been the first time she addressed it. I think addressing Erica though, when they were in that little coffee shop and she was like, 
you know, my daughter was kind of asking me about what you guys were talking about. I think that was fine because Erica was kind of like at the center of it all. Yeah. However, I think that Denise should have waited until everyone was together to bring it all up because at this point, it's like, it's tired. It is. Like, it's it's a little bit overboard. Do you think, do you agree with Kyle? Is she mommy shaming them? Uh, here's what I think, actually. So I think that, okay, so context, I'm going to preface this. Here's my soliloquy. So just bear with me and I'll what, promise what I'll wrap it up. What did you say? Soli- what? Soliloquy. Oh God, just, I can't even say that. <laughs> okay, so a soliloquy is, the actual definition of it is usually, it, it ref- like a, in a literature, um, when someone's kind of just like, talking about something without really caring about whether people are listening or not. Okay. It's like that out loud train of thought, talking Got to yourself it. a little bit. Got so it. when you say, oh, I'm going to do my soliloquy, I'm going to show you my train of thought and then bring you to the conclusion. God, we're this is over my head. Like <laughs> we're talking about like the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Take it down. Take okay. it down. So um, here's what I think. In modern day society, female sexuality is something that's kind of new to pop culture and new to being talked about. And you know, obviously the women on the show are very sex positive. They talk about sex a lot. They talk about well, all Denise those kind of things. Well, Denise is like really out there with all that. So yeah, which is fantastic. Sudden... And the thing is too is that, but as mothers, that's something that has traditionally yeah. in traditional, you know, womanhood, traditional motherhood, that's not something you talk about. It's certainly not something you talk about in front of your kids or with your kids or you want your kids to see. And so for all of these women to be like, hey, like, yeah, like I'm a sexual person. Yeah. I've modeled for Playboy. Like Rena was talking about. I've done, like, you know, it, I've done scenes in movies and yeah. stuff like that. Like Denise has. It's like, you know, to be that type of person and be a mom, it's people are very it's quick a, to be yeah. like, how can you be a mother when you've done those things? It's yeah. like that has no bearing on my motherhood, you know. But by the same token, I think that a lot of those women are sensitive to those criticisms because yeah. as honest as they're being about that and as much as they might be owning it, there's going to be um, a subconscious part of them that's like, Uncomfortable. am I doing the right thing? You know, should I be so frank about it with my kids? Yeah. And I love Rena being like, oh, yeah. if my girls are going to learn about how to do a blowjob, they might as well learn about it from my book where I tell them how to do it right. I thought that was hilarious and I love that about her. But it doesn't change the fact that there's still going to be a part of them that's insecure about that because it's not traditional. So... I think that Denise has the right to be like, you know what? I've done these things. We should but have quieted down. Yeah, she like Garcelle, like to compartmentalize it into another yeah. thing. I think they should have quieted down. Yeah, I don't think I that. Agree. I think that they're both kind of. They're everyone's at fault. I like, think everyone's everyone, at fault, and I like, that's where I feel have, like they should have respected Denise's wishes in her home with yes, her kids, a hundred percent. But she needs to stop throwing it in their faces. Yes. But like, the thing is, I they think already she wants talked an apology. It. And I think that... They're I, not going to apologize, I, no. though. I think the other women... I don't think that Denise is mommy shaming them. I think that they are seeing, interpreting it as mommy shaming because of their own kind of insecurity about yeah, it. Yeah, maybe. And they're, they're especially defensive about it. I don't think that Denise is mommy shaming them at all. Because she's saying, it's great to talk about sex. It's great to talk about that, whatever. Just don't talk about it in front Around of my, my kids, kids and especially in front of my kids' friends. Yes. So that's where it's like, I completely understand where Denise is coming from. And I think that in that moment, they probably should have quieted down. Oh, 100%. They should have respected Denise in her own home. Yeah. I don't think that Denise's mom is shaming them. And I think that by them attacking Denise about it, like, I understand what they're saying. Like, Denise has always been so open now. Why is she trying to be mother of the year or whatever? Yeah. I understand that. But I I just feel like I think Denise that they should have respected. Right. Yeah. I think that Denise compartmentalized being a mom and you know being the kind of outspoken person that she is around her friends Mm -hmm. and i think that maybe she realized that with this group it's only her second season sometimes they don't also compartmentalize it for sure and i think that's maybe the issue like there it's like miscommunication like i think it was really wrong though 
for then if we're jumping ahead in the episode, Kyle's family barbecue, for Denise to be like, oh, well, you know, they're at a play date and one's at a sleepover. And then she gets outside and turns to Dorit and is like, well, you think I'm going to bring my kids around this? Or like, to Garcelle. To Garcelle or, was said. it Garcelle? Yeah. She was like, you think I'm going to bring my kids around again? Like with what happened last time? Please. I'm like, yeah. Well, I think it's too. Well, I feel like. If Denise doesn't want to bring her kids around because what happened last time, that's completely her Just right. Just own it, and I un- Yeah, and I understand I understand why the other women would be offended by that. I completely yeah. get it. They're going to be like, really? Like, you like you don't want to bring your you kids around bring us your anymore? Kids around us. But So I understand that offense. But by the she same needs time, to just be like- it's like she's saying like Denise's whole argument is like if you guys want to talk about sex great I just don't want my kids hearing about it when it's coming from me and my friends and so if she's like let's talk about it great but I'm gonna gonna, like because Denise is actually being proactive by saying I'm gonna eliminate the thing that makes me uncomfortable which is having my children there because they're not supposed to be a part of this conversation anyway yeah so is it going to be taken offensively by the other women absolutely but if you take a step back and look at it objectively Denise is saying I'm making you guys it wanna... easier for you. Exactly. I know you guys don't want to talk about this. I'm uncomfortable with my kids hearing it. So let me just remove my children and put them in a situation where they're comfortable I think and safe. Her, I know that they're her comfortable. Her issue, though, is that the, she didn't own it right away and say, you know what? I just really want to have. She said it kind of later on, like, you know, Aaron and I just want to have a date night. We didn't want the kids to be. Pr-. She She said it in a way that was like looking down on them. She should have said, you know, I appreciate your invite for the whole family. I just want us to be able to talk without, you know, me worrying about anyone listening to anything. And I just want to make it comfortable for you that I'm not trying to look down on you. I just want to make it comfortable for everyone. So, you know, they're just not going to be here tonight so that we yeah. could relax a little bit. And I think she should have said, I think, I mean, which it's, it is also partly how Denise feels. I feel like it would have softened the blow though. Oh yeah. If she could say it this way to be like, my kids are going to be at future events with you guys because, you know, obviously I know that you guys aren't bad people, but in light of recent events and also because, you know, Aaron and I just want to have a night to ourselves where we can come out and talk with you guys and be frank and not have to worry about them overhearing anything, you know, we but decided then, to take them somewhere else But then she dropped the F-bomb right in front of Dorit's kid. I don't know if she realized Dorit's kid was there, though. But that was very hypocritical. But but the kids were around. She should have known that all the kids were there. Like, I mean, I that's just, fair. There's a little bit of hypocrisy there with the whole F-bomb. and But, oh God, Aaron. We have to talk about Aaron. What is wrong I, with that I man? love Erica Jane's statement where she was like... What, is he a moron or is he just on good drugs? I thought that was so funny. I love that. I thought it was hilarious. Aaron seems like a really... I think... Here's the thing. That's he's just, a really... Sad. I think he's a great husband and a sense of like when you hear him talking to Denise, like when they were at the restaurant, um, like even if you disagree with what he's saying, you have to respect the fact that he's listening to his wife and she's like, honey, this is what I'm concerned about and this is how I feel about it. And he's like, you know what? I agree with you. I support you. I stand with you. We're yeah. a cohesive team. I think that's fantastic. As a, as a partner, that's what you want in a partner is somebody that's going to be like, you're being hurt and, and upset by these people. I'm going to stand by you and we're going to come this as a team. I think that's fantastic. Did he go about it the right way to um, be calling everybody out at the bank, at the no. dinner barbecue? No, absolutely not. And even Dorit said that. Like, I mean, come you know, on. Like, okay, so we, we're sitting there. What was he there. even, some of what he was saying just didn't even. It was even... like everyone wants to be part of the conversation because everyone wants to be a winner. So just put your hand in. Like, what are you what talking, about? talking about? And that was a little clue. And Teddy was like, thanks. A clue, was, yeah. Like, like a clue what? to what? What was he cluing? And I just think that it was like, 
I loved, like, Kyle was, like, right on. She was like, checkmate. She was like, explain it to me then, Aaron. Like, yeah. I just think that, and the way he was talking to them, he was like, do you get it all, ladies? Like, he was just what being was super, just He was like, do we get it, ladies? He was just being super derogative, and it was just, it was just rude. And, I mean, I understand he wants to stick up for his wife, but... but not with... I mean, we saw what happened with PK. And yeah. Dorit. Like, PK's never around the group anymore. I wonder yeah. why, because no one likes him. Yeah. That's he just was, saying, like, know your like, audience. You exactly. Know? know your audience. And this is... You know, I understand wanting to stick up for your wife, and especially because, you know, I am kind of on Denise's side in all of this, but it's like... There's just I don't feel like that was the way to go about it and, at all. And Rena was just like, I'm I'm going on the slide. I'm over it. Yeah, she was in the bouncy house bouncing with the kids and just I it was so cute. I loved but. that. And I I just can't believe though that Denise then looked at Teddy and was like, Well, you're a shitster. Like, I know. Denise or Teddy isn't a that's not Teddy. No, what? not at all. Teddy was just like, I'm just trying to like get this straight. Like, do you not want your kids to be around us? And Denise was like, Whoa? Well, like, you're trying to rile things up. No, I'm trying to clarify. Yeah, like, what do you Because you're not actually saying I don't want my kids to be around. Like oh, I just think that Denise and Aaron need to be clear. And I don't think that Denise has ever been really presented with like an opportunity in her life to be like a hundred percent clear. Cause like yeah. she has the whole drama with Charlie Sheen. Like she always has to maybe watch what she says and answer with a, like a talk show response or a red carpet response. And so they're like, okay, well own your words, like unfiltered. Like you're not on a talk show, like take the actress off. Like, how do you actually feel like what's going on? You, Cause you, by trying to please everybody, you're, making yeah. it worse you yeah. know it's kind of back to the teddy thing of like well i don't really care if you guys come or not it's the same thing exactly. it's like you're trying to be wishy-washy about it and in being wishy-washy you're not making it clear what you want you're not making it clear what your boundaries are so how is anybody supposed to know how to respect them what did you think when they were on the way there and and i think aaron was like well what what are they serving for dinner and denise was like well i don't plan on eating what was were they like planning to storm out? Because it looked kind of it staged. Seemed, yeah, it seemed like, like they wanted we're to leave. Come on, I babe. Think, well, I think that Denise was just looking for any excuse to, to leave, get out. To be honest, yeah. Because um, I think that Denise is very. It's apparent that she's upset with everybody in the group right now, and apparent that she doesn't want to hang out with them. And even Aaron was saying like, "Why do we want to hang out with friends like that?" You know. And so, Teddy was like, "Does that make you feel strong?" Like, yeah. He, like I just don't understand why he has to put them all down in the most bizarre. Why can't he just say, you know what? I have to stick up for my wife maybe we need to go. Like, he has to give these weird, like, philosophical... But they don't like, even make sense. I know. They, That's like, the thing. Is I don't I don't I know don't, if it's because he's been drinking or if he's been... Good drugs? Or uh, yeah, good drugs or, or whatever. But, like... God. He just... Like, the thing is, it's like, I'm on your side, but I don't even know how to... How to how support to, you when you're not... When you're not making, making any sense. sense. God. It's, it's just, just a whirlwind. It's really okay, weird. Okay, I want to know your opinion, because you like Garcelle more than I do. I love Garcelle. Um... I don't understand. I kind of agree with what Erica said, which Garcelle keeps pinpointing Kyle. Like, you're glazing over me. It's surface. You're not interested in what I'm saying. Like, but she hasn't really spent a lot of time with the group. Mm -hmm. And when she's with the group, she doesn't really say anything. So does she want Kyle to pinpoint her? Like, I don't understand. Like, she really, really, really wants Kyle's attention. And it's not, it's, she's not looking at anyone. Like, Sutton, what about Sutton? Sutton and Garcelle have never had a conversation. And Garcelle isn't all bent out of shape because Sutton's never said anything to her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we saw the flashback of Kyle and, and Garcelle in Kyle's house. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I think that, Garcelle needs to try and be more part of the group before she starts saying, you know, well, why aren't we real friends? Well, maybe it's because you're not 
Maybe it's because you didn't go on the Santa Barbara trip. Maybe well, it's Garcella you're said in other interviews yeah. that she's got personal life stuff going on, which the public, we don't know about yet. True. Which they said will get probably revealed later, but we don't know yet why she's not around, um, which is fine. And I did think, here's the thing, I think there's two, it's twofold. So on the one hand, I think Kyle had a really good point of like, we've talked, like we've had those conversations. You, I, you just said what you know about me. I just said what I know about you. What is the difference? Yeah. We know an equal amount about each other. What yeah. more do you want me to do? You know? So I think that's fair. But on the other token, you can't tell some, you can never say to somebody when they say, hey, something that you're doing is hurting me. You can't go, no, it's not. Yeah. You can't say that. It's not, you can't say my actions aren't hurting you. They have no well, reason to. You can't say that. You. It's not your place to tell somebody else how they get to feel. That's true. So I, yeah. that's where I feel like I understand Kyle's defensiveness. But, but instead why of would saying... She, why would she want to then turn around? They're having this conversation after Garcelle got her award mm-hmm. when she like kind of dissed Kyle on stage. Which was, so then, which was rude. Why would then in like the little seating area would Kyle be like really open and responsive to them talking about their friendship when Denise kind of just or when Garcelle just jabbed her well I think that Kyle wanted to fix it which I think was good on Kyle's part and the thing is too I think that Kyle had almost I think she had all the stops correct except for the final piece which was I think she what I think she should have said is how do you how what would make you feel more included by me? What yeah. can I do to help you feel more included? Because and you know what? she I think, did that at the family barbecue. She was always with Garcelle. She was talking with her. She was talking with her kids, which was she, great. Yeah, she made an effort. Yeah, and so I think that that's going to be good. I think that's going to be helpful. Um, I hope that they you know can kind of come together and and well, you know, Garcelle said out of the whole group, Kyle has the biggest ego. For sure. That, and, you think I mean, that? Well, I think that. I don't know. Ego okay. wise, I don't Erica or Rinna, but like in a good way. Like if we're talking about egos, I don't. Okay, I'm not. I don't want to say that. I don't. Okay, I don't think that Kyle necessarily has the biggest ego. Did you see that Denise said that Kyle is a big like she always loves to be the center of attention? Oh, the center though? of attention. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I don't know. Is come on. Well, it's kind of a common thing that all the ladies say about Kyle. But and why so, though? Well, here's the thing. There's, if all of them are saying it about her, there's got to be a, a little bit of it that's true. And yeah. I, I love Kyle. I think that Kyle's fantastic. I think she's super great. Um, and I love seeing her in the spotlight because she's super fun to watch and she's great to, you know, Yeah, she's the only to. OG left. Yeah. So if she um, wants to be the center of attention, she's kind of earned it after 10 years. Like, for sure. hello. Um, but I... If there, if it comes across to everybody else as a little bit of entitlement or whatever, of like, I don't need. This. But see, I've never seen that out of Kyle. I haven't either. I haven't either. But we also don't know what goes on behind the scenes or in the stuff that they don't show on the show. So True. maybe there's other things that haven't been aired or haven't been aired yet. And you that... saw that mid-season trailer. Oh man, it's oh. gonna be wild. And Brandy was like, and Denise said Aaron could never know, and if he knows, he'll kill me. That they. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly up. had a, a lesbian affair. Allegedly. Which I don't, man, I'm excited to see how that storyline plays out just because I, I, I'm so curious about it. Like if it's tr- like now, you know what? I know Brandy not to be a liar. Brandy is a potster. She calls people out because she's just over the drama. Like she doesn't, I don't, I don't think Brandy's a liar, but at the same time, why would she make something like this up and ruin a perfectly good friendship on camera? If she's lying, why wouldn't she do it all off camera? Like, she's coming to join the women in filming. Mm-hmm. Why would she intentionally ruin a friendship unless she wants a diamond and she wants to come back, which I, I don't think that... I, I think that Brandy would like to come back. 
but I don't think that she would sacrifice a friendship to concoct this big lie on yeah. camera to separate the group. That's just not who Brandy is. And even once a, she does come back, it's just going to be more drama. Exactly. For her anyway. She's a pot stirrer. She's hilarious. She's a lot of things. I don't know her to be a liar from watching her on TV. Um, I don't, you know what? I don't know. Do you think that Denise and Aaron really have an quote open thing, like an open relationship? I mean, honestly, I would see it being possible really? because she said, Denise has has said on the show, I wanted Aaron to have a happy ending massage, which if you're in a very monogamous relationship and yeah. you're very possessive of your partner, that is not something that you would normally do. You wouldn't advocate for your partner to be getting favors from other people. But Denise admitted that she wanted Aaron to have that happy ending massage. So that's where I feel like that kind of is like, huh, you know, that's not a typical thing for a, a relationship, a marriage to have. If they want to have, if they have an open relationship, I don't care at all. I think, I mean, I think it's nobody's business. Who cares? It's their marriage. It's their relationship. If they want to do that, fine. Um, but I, that's what I feel like I would believe. I would wholeheartedly believe that, you know, she and Brandy would have some kind of affair as long as, and the thing is, is as long as Aaron is aware of it and okay with it well, within the confines of the relationship, Brandy said it's he not wasn't. cheating. Well, if he wasn't, then that's cheating. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's all a mess. Yeah, it is. It needs to be cleaned up. And I, 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 I want it to, I want to, I, I, I'm, I'm excited ready for to the know, answers. Yeah. The like, like, cause we know we all, we've, we've just been teased this whole season and... with like, it's happened. Maybe Denise is denying it. Brandy's saying it's true. Yeah. Aaron doesn't like it. Or is he cool with it? What does their relationship look like? And yeah. it's like, what is going on? So I think it'll be very I enlightening, I guess, and clarifying as the storyline comes out to hear candidly what. Ugh, happened that's it's just you know what the real housewives of beverly hills season 10 airs every wednesday on bravo at 9 p.m keep up with the mess you know that we'll be watching and we are going to bounce right out of beverly hills into atlanta we have a little update on one of my favorite housewives of all time probably even the most hated by fans which i don't understand why um you always him, like the snakes though i do well she's not a snake and i like i go against grain we talked about it um kim zolziak Bierman. Her daughter, Brielle, recently spoke to Us Weekly and said that she never wants her mom to return as a housewife. Basically, Brielle said that it's it's she slammed the negativity of the show. It's too negative. It brings my mom down. She comes home every night drained. Now, granted, Kim hasn't been on the show for about two years or so. Um, but Brielle said, I don't know why she would like return as a housewife. Uh, she has her own TV show, and it's doing great, and it's super fun to film, and I don't know why she would put herself back into that crazy environment, which is understandable. I mean, Kim and her family have their own show, Don't Be Tardy. I love it. It's coming back in June. Season eight, literally eight seasons. It's one of the longest-running Housewives spinoffs on Bravo. Wow. So... Kim Zolciak did that. Um, anyway, <laughs> Brielle goes on to say, I mean, maybe if it was less negativity, more positivity, a couple of people were replaced. Yeah, she'd probably go back. I don't want her to go back, though. Coming home and being drained every single day because of all the negativity, it's just not the vibe. Um, she also kind of, well, she threw shade. Let's just put it that way. She threw shade kind of at, you know, the people that should be replaced, whatever, which is obviously they want Kenya Moore out mm -hmm. because that's Kim's enemy. Um, I think if Kenya was gone, Kim would come back in a minute. Um, but Brielle went on to say, you have to put on a brave face every day and you have to know that you're walking into a situation where you could possibly be attacked and interrogated the whole entire day. And that's just like, who wants to do that, right? I don't even know how most of them stay on the show. Yeah. So 
she brings up valid points why she wouldn't want her mom in that environment. It obviously rubs off on the family. Um, and we've never really heard this. Like, how does being a housewife affect the extended family? Oh, for sure. That's not something um, that they ever really talk about. Yeah, and, and Kim is an OG of Atlanta. Brielle was, Brielle, her daughter, she has another daughter named Ariana, and now that she's been married to her husband, Croy, for years, they've had kids. But Brielle and Ariana, which were her kids from another marriage, were on the show with her from the beginning when she mm-hmm. was on. So... You know, they kind of get the behind the scenes of it. I would love to see Kim return. Now, you aren't like an avid Atlanta viewer, which I need to get you into. Yes. (laughs) Um, But I love Kim. I would love to see her return. And her spinoff, Don't Be Tardy, she has said comes back in July. So you obviously know I will be watching. I'll probably give it a couple episodes and we'll see how I like it. And if I'm, I'm hooked, then I'm hooked. You will love it. It's basically like keeping up with Kardashians, but I think they're more entertaining. Personally. Interesting. Um, So in other Atlanta news, uh, Yovana, who's kind of a friend of the show this season, she's behind the whole snake gate drama. um, She has reportedly been asked back for season 13 as an official cast member. Wow. Like she's being upgraded. According to TMZ, it's not been confirmed. Contracts were reportedly sent out after the reunion. Um, People have kind of like speculated, oh, that's probably not true or it's just hype. Um, Marlo Hampton, I actually made a meme. I don't know if you saw it. I made a meme about Yovana potentially getting a peach because the fans are really against it. They think mm-hmm. that maybe it should go to Phaedra or, you know, Phaedra should come back or maybe Kim should come back or make Marlo full time. Mm-hmm. And so people were like, Yovana, like what? Um, so I made a meme about it <laughs> and Marlo actually commented. It was a meme. It was something like, um, you know, Bravo viewers or like RHO way viewers to Bravo after giving Yovana a peach. And it was that Tyra Banks video of like, I have never yelled at a girl like this in my life. We yeah. were rooting for it. Like, <laughs> and Marlo commented fake news. So Ooh. I don't know if she debunked the whole rumor that Yovana is getting a peach. I don't know. Um, I would like to see several other people be full time before her, but I'm here for all of it. Yeah. Um, so The Real Housewives of Atlanta just wrapped season 12, actually. The third part of the reunion aired a few weeks ago. I have no idea when season 13 is coming back with all of the craziness yeah, and filming. Yeah, next year and... there's not going to be a lot of TV or movies well, because they can't make anything Actually, Real Housewives of Dallas and Real Housewives of New Jersey are actually supposed to start filming, I think, this summer. Um, Dallas is reportedly set to start filming in June, the end of June, and Jersey will start filming at the end of July. Um, and actually with Jersey, I think according to Hollywood Life, Bravo is, quote, toying with potential new cast members. But because of the whole lockdown thing, they said that it'll probably just be the cast now. Yeah. But there are some contenders. So I, I don't know if I would be here for a cast shakeup. I think I'm here for anything. Um, but we'll that, see how it plays out, I guess. We will. And yeah. we will be watching. And that concludes our reality check. That was really in-depth. You are welcome. I caught you up. You're on vacation. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You, you know what? You can never take a vacation from reality TV. You missed no, too much. No, you really can't. You missed I had, too much. I, I was like up late last night watching everything that I, I missed. I was like, I was make like, sure you watch Beverly Hills oh, so you can man, talk about yeah. it. So, well, on to my favorite section of the show, the TRM chart check. So of course. I feel a little I feel a little bad because the number one song is Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and yes. Ariana Grande. And I haven't even listened to it because you won't let me listen to it. You can listen to the singles. What? You 
never told me this. Oh, maybe I told Abby because I was like, you know what? We can't hold off on listening to the whole album, but we can listen to the singles. I am so upset right you now. You still haven't heard Rain On Me? No, because I was holding off for you. You said the dedication that I have to this show is well, unmatched. You know Don't listen to it then. <laughs> Just keep holding. Oh, it's so good. I will, Of course it's good. It's Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga. It went to number one. Yeah. I, I love Ariana and Gaga. You're going to love it then. It's I, a disco I dance know. pop. I'm so, I want to listen to it Calm so down. bad. Take a deep breath. Your time will come. But I'm going to. This, this, this is the angry stance that we were shading earlier. Now here it's me. Here it so, is. The angry stand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, number two is Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, which is a big TikTok song. We've talked about this. Uh, it's a dead horse at this point. It is. Um, number three, Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich. Number four, Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Five, Say So by Doja Cat. There's that whole Doja Cat thing. That was yeah, a that mess. Was, I don't even know what that was. That she's a, a racist? She's a racist but against... She, I, she was say, she did say some really she did. inappropriate oh, it's real? things. Yeah, there's some evidence that she said some really bad stuff. I saw a tweet. It was really funny. It was like, Doja, don't think you're gone. Like, you're on pause right now with everything that's going on in the country. But once oh. this is over, we're coming back to you. So okay. we'll, they'll, well, there'll be some more tea about her in the future, I'm sure. Uh, number six is Tuesday Slide by Drake. Number seven, my mom's favorite song right now that she won't stop playing, Don't Start don't Now start by Dua Lipa. Yes. Uh, number eight is The Box by Roddy Rich. Number nine, Intentions by Justin Bieber featuring Quavo. And at number 10, Life is Good by Future featuring Drake. That so, was the Hot 100. And that was the Hot 100. Literally nothing has changed other than other than Gaga. The, than Gaga, which I think this becomes her fifth or sixth number one. And actually for Ariana, it becomes a record. This is her fourth song to debut at number one on the chart, which now she surpasses Mariah and Justin Bieber. Wow. Because they hold the record for having three songs debut right at number one. Ariana now has four. That's incredible. So well congrats to Ariana. She's a queen, so love her. On to the uh, Billboard 200 charts. Uh, the number one album this week is Wanna by Gunna, which is his first full-length project since his 2019 album Dripper Down 2. Um, there's a lot of collaborations on it, so it's supposed to be pretty cool. Um, I'm not a big rap fan, though, yeah, so I probably won't be listening to it. It's not our thing. Um, not our thing. But, you know, still congrats to debuting at the at the top of the charts. Uh, number two is My Turn by Lil Baby. Number three, the former number one spot holder was is oh. at, it's at High Off Life by Future, so it went down two spots. Got knocked. Uh, number four, an album that I'm very excited about personally because I love the 1975 Notes on a Conditional Form. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm going to. I'm Give very excited report. about it. Yeah. I really like the 1975. I kind of just started getting into them recently, which I don't know why it's taking like me so long. I like a lot of bands, though. I, like, I love bands. Mm. I don't know why it's taking me so long to get into them, but apparently it has. But anyway, number five is The Goat by Polo G. Number six, Dark Lane Demo Tapes by Drake at number six. Uh, seven, Blame It On Baby by Baby. Eight is After Hours by The Weeknd. Nine is Eternal Take by Lil Uzi Vert. And at number 10, still hanging out on the charts, is Hollywood's Lean by Post Malone. Still? He's still here. It's an incredible album, though, to be fair. As you've told me every single week. Every single I'm episode. I'm just not going to get into it. You are not going to convince me. It's not going to happen. You have to give it a chance. I, I, I give you a chance with all the things you show me. Because I've got... I, I listen to really good music. I You saying I don't listen to good music? I think that some of your music could be a little revamped. I am deeply offended. <laughs> we just have very different music tastes, but we have we a, like a common ground. Not all the time, but sometimes we can find common ground. For sure. Yeah. But I'll, I'll be open to Post Malone. If Thank you, you. want to show me a few songs. I'm going to show you a few songs. I will. I, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is everything cycling through TRM this week, The Rumor Mill. Thank you for joining us. You are back. 
thank I god i am back thank god i can actually talk in person we can like look at each other and like bounce off of each, of each yeah. other instead of that being the awkward like there was so many outtakes on when we were recording oh over the phone would be like he was like Lexi, you were supposed to talk there. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't realize you'd finished speaking. I thought you were still going. So it was a mess. It was a mess. So it's really nice to just be able to actually talk in person. We are back. back. We got a groove back. Yes. It's going to be a lot better. The TRM groove. Of of course. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're not sick of us already and you need more content, you can follow us on Instagram at the.rumor.mil to keep up to date with all of our posts, all of the news, everything that we post through the week so you can keep up with what we're talking about. You can follow us on Twitter at TRM Updates. You can follow us on YouTube at The Rumor Mill. And of course, you can follow us on our personal host pages on Instagram. Mine is at trmhost.spencer. And mine is at trmhost.lexi, and it's L-E-X-Y. Because you're fancy like that. You say that every single week. I have to say it every single time. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next Friday.